I love her. I love her very much. I've never had a feeling oh, like shut this. Up. And speaking of love, weren't you and I going to talk about that today? Yes, we were. But, well, couldn't you manage to arrange your time so you could have a little fun, too? talked so much and now we started and i'm like what the fuck how do we even like lean into this <laughs> you're like in time timer to start talking now and we're both like complete silence <laughs> which has never happened before i have never had less thoughts in my brain until just now that's what happens i guess so that's what happens when you spill your entire guts right before hitting record and then there's nothing else to say <laughs> you know what i'll tell you i actually have a great item for us to start off on what 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 Good news, bad news. And it's about mm-hmm. Lizzo. I'll give you the bad news first. She won a VMA award, but wasn't able to be there in person to collect it. Mm-hmm. The good news is the reason she couldn't be there in person to collect it is because she was um, otherwise occupied. Mm-hmm. Getting her back blown out. Yes. Great news. We don't know by whom yet, though, right? No, no. She usually keeps all of her paramours kind of um, secret. Mm-hmm. There was, um, obviously, we know it's Chris Evans. You've seen that, right? <gasps> I mean, wait, uh, sorry. I thought you were confirming that it was, in fact, Chris Evans. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. I was very having a moment. That was like. I mean, <clears throat> we could just, I mean, we could just collectively assume that it is Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, you know, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that as well. Let's say um, she was like doing all of these things, uh, basically implying that they're together. And then. <laughs> but for legal reasons, we'll say it's Schmish Mevins. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, throughout the summer, she's been like posting things and being like, you guys stop like sleuthing or whatever. And then she would post like a screenshot <laughs> of him sliding into her DMs being like, haha, I heard that was funny. But like put like put it as a nanosecond in the video so that she was like, haha, you bitches thought you could pause and read. I literally I was just like, I don't care that much. I care enough because it's funny and she's making it fun. Yes. So I deadass like saved the video off of TikTok. Oh, yeah. yeah. Put it in my like opened it up in my photos app and was like moving Scroll through the individual <laughs> frames trying yeah. to pause. And it was there was no reason for it. He was just like, haha, that was funny. Big fan. <laughs> and then she posted one because I think out. she like, I know she posted one. Uh, she was like on vacation. And then you see her in the water with a dude. Yes, I did see that one. Mm-hmm. So like we we know I just I just uh, good for good for you, Lizzo. Yeah. Good for you. if That's what you want. And if you're happy, she deserves. Great. It's what she deserves. It's what she hashtag capital D deserves. Capital D. <laughs> Good one, friend. <laughs> you just can't not do jokes. Every other word is like a joke with you. I love it. It's because I don't take things this seriously. Not no, yet. that's not true. I'm serious all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that about you, actually. Thank you. Everyone knows you're the most serious one. Exactly. That Maybe uh- that would be your tagline in your Real Housewives show. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows I am the most serious one. <laughs> and then, like, a sparkle flies across the screen as you put your hand on your hip. Uh, what would be yours? We've been talking about mine, but what would be yours? Um, mine would be um, something about... Okay, wait, wait. Let me workshop this real quick. Okay. Um, okay. 
I'm workshopping it. It's something like, oh, no, no. I've gotten so close. I'm so close. There's, there's a real nugget forming in here. I believe in you, babes. Okay, wait. Help me with this one. I might have an attention deficit disorder, but what I don't have is something that rhymes with attention deficit disorder. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of trying to say something about like, but you don't have a deficit in class or... A, being rich. Yes, exactly. I don't have a monetary deficit. That sounds boring when I said it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) These ones are good. Yeah. I, I like, like it. these ones. I close, I'm, Print it. <laughs> Stamp. Bam. Have you heard of Ballgate, by the way? Huh? No. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki Minaj. Oh, oh. The thing about getting vaccinated, how her cousin got, her cousin's friend got vaccinated and then his like balls shrunk and then so his fiance left him or something. I think his balls got swollen and then his, uh-huh. fia- and then his fiance left him apparently because his balls got swollen literally girl if all it took for was for his balls to get swollen for you to leave him i'm sure there were other problems i had that thought i feel like in this particular situation correlation does not equal causation Mm. there we go debunked yeah debunked it's not (laughs) having your balls swell up is never the only straw okay it's like the last straw last ball it's like the last nut you know it's like it's like a a squirrel has a pile of nuts and it's like you know what this is the last nut and then Mm -hmm. the the pile of nuts just falls over and then she and then the lady squirrel leaves him yeah it's over file for divorce reason for divorce balls too swole (laughs) irreconcilable nuts (laughs) erect Silo. Oh, no, no, no. oh there's something there there's feel- something there's something yeah, it's here just, just let that little joke gestate it's gonna okay. come out like a beautiful baby joke gesticulate gesticular Ugh, it's too much now i'm all hopped yeah. up on juice yeah i'm not gonna lie I, i've got a little um hot thinking too hard just now mm-hmm. overheating <laughs> my brain is overheating and the fan is like <laughs> your fan is like Ugh. yeah my fan is like, why are you wearing, my, my brain is just overheating right now and it's going, why are you wearing a sweatpants and a sweatshirt? It's too much. Bro, you have to choose. Well, you get cold a lot. Me, it's I pick, if I'm, wearing, if I'm wearing mm. pants, I got no shirt. If I'm wearing a shirt, I got no pants. Something about the way that you delivered that was like very like, y- you were like some savant in like a TV show. You're like, it's like. Some TV show where some, like, you, this this person's, like, running away from home. Like, it's a coming-of-age story. And they, like, hop on a train. And there's, some there's like, this old, like, leathery old dude who's just chilling there. And he's, like, they're just talking. And he starts giving him life advice. Hey, man, you know what I always say? You know, life is a train. And if I'm wearing pants, definitely not wearing a shirt. You know what I mean? And then the protagonist, like, considers the words. And then nods mm. and takes it with them for the rest of their journey. And then when they're at the crux of their problem, mm-hmm. they hear the words playing back <laughs> all yeah. echoey in their brain. Like, if I got no And then pants. they take off their shirt. And that's why, pe- that's why people take off their shirts when they fight. Debunked. Myth. Second myth. Busted. Okay. Busted. <laughs> Let's do a land acknowledgement. 
We'd like to acknowledge that the recording of this podcast takes place both in the region of Peel, which is part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit, and Ottawa, which was built on unceded Anishinaabe Algonquin Nation territory. Um, so what movie are we doing today? We are doing one of my absolute favorite movies of my entire life. She's the man. <gasps> I've been waiting for this moment. I love There's this movie. So many iconic lines. So many. This so movie many. still stands up. Stands up. A hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. some icky parts because, you know, mid 2000s. Yeah. What, what, what? Nobody's perfect. But overall, I will watch it constantly i have rewatched it i have this on dvd if i had packed it yeah. and brought it to my new house i would have just popped in the dvd instead of struggling to stream it even though it was on netflix <laughs> the whole time listen let's not talk about this in my okay um, we'll leave it in the past thank you let's not acknowledge that i messed up and let's move on you know like mature adults yeah. <laughs> bury it in the past i don't even remember it thank you um yeah this movie this movie is so it came out in 2006 but Mm. honestly like if this movie came out today like you said there are three distinct things that i would change about it for being icky but other than that amazing amazing like hilarious funny it's like i've seen this movie so many times and i still laugh at the jokes me too i'm was alone this morning just throwing my head back laughing (laughs) i knew the joke was coming i still laughed I know, and you even, like, I was even saying, like, the lines in my head. Me too. Okay, so, so uh, anyone who hasn't seen this movie already, go watch it. It's hilarious. So it's, she's the man. It's a modern adaptation of Twelfth Night by Shakespeare, starring Amanda Bynes and Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. And so funny. So fucking funny. So, like, it's this, the premise is that it's your classic, you know, mix-up someone posing as someone else mm-hmm. gender swapping shenanigans classic mm-hmm. shakespeare classic homoeroticism thrown in classic classic yeah i think the way that they set up the premise is really efficient mm-hmm. i think that's part of what i like about it mm-hmm. it's like it's somehow in the first five minutes of the film they have maybe even maybe 10 minutes but in the very first bit of the film they set it up you know everything you need to know about all of the characters involved yeah. that they've already set the ball rolling um which is like the plot of the movie set the ball rolling that's funny because i was gonna say literally <laughs> yeah but it's like it's like efficient but not too much not the exposition is not too cringy it's great so you know yeah um our main our main protagonist viola played by amanda Bynes, is she her entire soccer team just gets dissolved over the summer and no one tells any of the girls on the soccer team the boys soccer team is still intact and that bugs them so everyone on the girls soccer team wants to try out for the boys soccer team they're barred just purely based on gender and then so viola hatches this plan to take her brother's spot unbeknownst to him at this new school that he just started where they have a soccer team that she could try out for disguised as a boy disguised as her twin bo- brother Sebastian. Yeah, which is very and in- very insane. Also, <laughs> it's very insane. But you know, this is a girl who literally within hours was presented a problem, and then within hours found the solution for it. Found what she thought to be a great solution for it, and like she's not she's not going into this committing to like the living as her twin brother for the entire year as a boy. Mm-hmm. She's going in it for. The next two weeks, because she knows that Cornwall, which is the school that she came from and where her ex-boyfriend is, who is 
a misogynistic uh, himbo, (laughs) but in a bad way. Yeah, not a fun way. Not in a fun, nice way. Not in like a George of the Jungle way. In like a, in like a, the the other guy from George of the Jungle. Yeah. Like the curly haired one. Yes. Yes. His name is like Nigel or Neil or something. Yeah. Like the way, like in the cartoon Tarzan where the, yeah, where that big muscly guy is a dick. So, um, yeah, she's just doing it to prove her ex-boyfriend and her, that his coach wrong, which is like one good for you, girl. You care about this mm-hmm. sport so much that you're not going to let anybody stand in your fucking way. Yeah, it was a combo breaker. She was like, I'm standing up to the fact that I'm being excluded from this sport. And I'm also standing up to y'all being dicks. Because mm-hmm. like they were so mean and rude to her for no reason. So she was, mean. Like, she was just looking to her boyfriend yeah. to help her out and like back her. And he was like, "Uh, you're a girl. Girl, no fast. Girl, no strong. Girl, bad at soccer. Like, basically, that was the argument. And the coach, like, was like, haha, he's right. Yeah. But say what you want about Viola, but she pulls trigger because she did She did decide on that. She said, on the spot, a- iconic line. He said, it's not going to happen, Viola. End of conversation. And she oh. said, what? End of relationship. So good. Boom. She didn't First even, roast of the film. She didn't even, like, try to pander to him. Be like, no, like, listen, nope. let me prove myself. She's like, you know what? I've had it up to here. I loved uh viola's energy because even when they're mm-hmm. like kissing and he's being all nice and sweet to her like on the beach she's like oh i taught you how to kiss and oh, i'm so much better than <laughs> so many of the other people on your team mm-hmm. i love this i love this not like meek girl energy because when you're younger you don't see too much of that so when mm-hmm. i was looking at her i was like whoa hashtag feminism <laughs> <laughs> it was very you know what it was it was just a very like decisive like demeanor that she had Mm -hmm. she was very motivated to get the things that she wanted and she wasn't getting them and she was like you know what that's fine by me i'm moving on Mm -hmm. it's great i love to see it i love to see it she moved on straight into a makeover montage well not directly straight into a makeover montage but she moved into the next scene where her twin brother is introduced who yes it's 2006 but oh my god that haircut i hated it so much i hated it so much but would it would his entire look and demeanor and all that stuff work on me yes when i was younger was, <laughs> was i like it? whoa sebastian hastings a hastings a, mus- a musician whoa really that yeah. was you were you were a hastings gal i listen i'm not picking one i'm saying i appreciated <laughs> a lot of them because then like i refuse to pick one i refuse to pick one <laughs> <laughs> no thank you you cannot make me because like i saw sebastian hastings and he's like i'm a tortured musician i'm sneaking out of the mm-hmm. window i'm gonna go to london and i was like wow you're like oh my god those are all the things that i like those are all the things that i like and then next scene channing tatum is shirtless and i was like that's also all the things i like <laughs> yep you're like check and check do you know yep. what i had the thought when um sebastian hastings um who is a musician who's going off to London. The mm-hmm. reason he will be missing school is because he's going to London with his band to try and make it. Mm-hmm. London, England. Mm-hmm. Did it cross your mind that there, if if she, if she's the man and what a girl wants existed in the same universe, <gasps> the cinematic universe, technically Sebastian could have gone to London and ran into the protagonist from What a Girl Wants, also played by Amanda Bynes, and could have had like a parent trap situation. <laughs> <laughs> Viola, I thought you were in America. She's like, no, I'm here because my dad, um, Colin Firth, invited me. And he's like, what? What? You know? And then they all find out that they're somehow 
triplets <laughs> triplets <laughs> i love it let's write that movie it would literally be Amanda Bynes playing the same character, except one is in one likes fashion. And mm-hmm. does she even like, what does she like in this movie? And uh, let's not talk about what a girl was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to get carried in, away because I love that movie. Don't, it, don't, don't get me started. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's a conversation for another time. Um, another time zone. Mm-hmm. Cause it's in the UK. Got it. Did it. A. So you meet, Sebastian. He sneaks away. Shortly after that, Viola decides that she is going to go and impersonate him at his school with the intention of beating. So she goes to a school called Deliria. She wants to beat. What's the other school called they were at before? Cornwall. So so she wants to join Illyria's football soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um, beat Cornwall in there because they are school rivals she wants to beat them in their first game of the season which is in two weeks time this yeah whole movie takes I place know. in two weeks which is crazy it's crazy it's so crazy so much happens like i feel like if they had made it a month even it would have been a bit more believable but like i watched all these movies when i was a kid and did not question them and now no. when i watch them back i'm like oh my god wait two weeks i know no way i know when she when she, as Sebastian, makes uh, that agreement with Duke, who is Channing Tatum, about how Sebastian will put in a good word with the girl that Duke likes, and then Duke will help mm-hmm. Sebastian with his soccer game because she's already mm-hmm. tried out for the team and she got second string. So she's not. Mm-hmm. Right now, she has no hope of trying to beat Cornwall. When they make that agreement, it they've already been like in school for like a couple of mm-hmm. days. And yeah. then he was like, yeah, I can help you with your soccer game. And she's like, in time for the Cornwall game? I'm like, that's a week and a half away. That's like a week away. How much is he supposed also, to do in one week? That's not, yeah, it's not, it, it's not something that would happen that like you would go from second string to first string in like, you just made the team. It's mm-hmm. not like you're a seasoned player and like mm-hmm. you're injured and coming back from the bench or something no you literally just walked out of nowhere and we're like i want to join coach is like okay you're second string and then one week later you end up playing the very first game of the season which is like super high stakes for both teams and like the only way that the coach saw it it's not like they were playing games and as they played games she was getting better yeah that's the other part he literally just saw her practicing and like being dedicated and like yeah some of that helps but like she hasn't proven herself in a game yeah and he's just like watching from above in his in yeah his, with his tight shoulders and arms crossed and you're like hmm, hmm, hmm. the perfect combination of ted lasso and gordon ramsay <laughs> is this coach so british so angry but also so like fired up for good things to happen yeah i love this actor i can't remember i don't know his name but he's he's great um Um, yeah yeah you're right the reason the entire merit of her getting promoted to first string is that literally people just keep on seeing her like on the pitch after hours practicing and like nodding sagely and being like (laughs) look at her go even when Channing Tatum he's like good he's like uh, behind a tree he's like good practice I gotta go now because we've been practicing for hours and then she just stays out Mm -hmm. there he's running away he pauses looks back at her and he's like wow (laughs) (laughs) he's like look at that work ethic so so okay so she decides also the way that she decides that she's going to impersonate her brother is because she's wearing his baseball cap and after he leaves sneaks out of their room 
asks her to help him like skip class or whatever by like just calling the school and pretending that he's sick and then telling make sure making sure to like keep up the lie to his mom about how they're staying at his dad's whatever she is wearing the baseball cap and like we've had allusions to um we've had references to how she looks like him because his current girlfriend mistook her for him because she's wearing a hoodie and his baseball cap and literally the reason she decided was because she's wearing the hat and then she picks up a photo of himself in the same hat in his room and it's just like just of his face it's not even him with friends it's literally just of his face and she's like ah ah yes ah i will do this now and then goes to the has like a headshot in his room of him wearing that exact hat that she's got on of his i know i was like okay cool all the time i guess so that's normal um and then goes to her friend paul which i wish there was context given because they're Mm -hmm. all in high school paul seems to have a full-time job at a salon that was my question. They never explained it, but no. he's just... I don't know if it's in a deleted scene. I should check my DVD features. <laughs> <laughs> but it's never really explained who Paul is, how they know Paul, whatever. But he seems to know her and her group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, And then they have the makeover montage where <laughs> she's trying on different mustaches and sideburns and all that kind of stuff. As a high school student, I get it. Comedy. I get it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like then the look that they end up going for is a little bit bushier eyebrows, so, vi- smaller side, uh, like a Beatles haircut, a, be- <laughs> a Beatles haircut, a little Ned's declassified school survival guy, a little hair. Yeah. Haircut. A little coconut head. Yeah. Bowl cut moment. And I'm like, you did all of that. And then I think the trade. Yeah, I can't believe they, they teased us with a handlebar mustache. Yeah. The possibility of a handlebar mustache. And then they went with just like Jesse McCartney. Yeah. Gave her no like facial hair besides the sideburns. And I'm like, that's a child. <laughs> that's yeah. a boy. Which is kind of funny. I feel like they kind of call it out a little bit. Oh, when they she did. Walks, she walks into the dorm room for the first time to meet Channing Tatum's character, at, who's called Duke Orsino, by the way, which is very funny great name because it's like literally that's literally just the name of the character yeah from 12th night except his title is duke and his last name is arsino yeah and they were just like you know what duke's a good first name yeah why not yeah you know what if it ain't broke don't fix it let's not reinvent the duke right yeah. so so they wa- he- <laughs> viola as sebastian walks into their dorm room and immediately they're like who the fuck are you you are two feet tall skinny as hell the babiest face yeah how old are you and and she was like i'm just i skipped a few grades i'm really smart don't worry about it (laughs) but then falls off the bed like is one her whole her whole scene like this movie is so funny (laughs) when when paul drops her off her immediately freaking out that everyone knows and then their little fight and then her like anxiety anxiety ridden walk where she's walking and everyone's looking at her and she's like everybody knows everybody knows i'm not pulling this off bro everyone's looking at you because you're looking at them freaked the fuck out with the widest eyes with the widest sweating bullets (laughs) you're spinning around you're not walking normally no wonder everyone's looking at you but like this is and then she's get she gets caught in like the marching band parade it's just it's all very funny. funny and then her trying to get to her dorm and, like, just the impression that they paint of, like, boys. <gasps> I'm so glad you brought that up. 
<laughs> because so if if this cinematic universe is anything to judge by and I will take it with a hundred percent degree of accuracy, efficiency, mm-hmm. and truth. Mm-hmm. This is what boys are like. Sure. The, what are boys like? Pure chaos. Pure absolute Her chaos. Walking through the dorm room and then later when they try to haze everyone, Ugh. it is the most chaotic. Like people are throwing shit, but also like playing instruments in their rooms. Like this one guy's playing like a violin or something. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like throwing things. She can't even walk in a straight line because people are parkouring. Yep. Bouncing off the walls. Riding skateboards as like a sled yeah it's so crazy it's so crazy and then she finally gets into the room where a shirtless channing tatum is waiting for her yeah a dream and then there she walks into this room and closes the door and it's like three guys in their (laughs) mid-20s who are all muscly and like good looking and they're like yeah who the hell are you And then, and then she starts talking and the fucking accent that Amanda Bynes puts on to be her twin brother is so fucking funny. Like, it's a very distinct Amanda Bynes voice. Because, like, I did. It's so Amanda Bynes. It's so Amanda Bynes. She did that at, what's the, what's the show that she was on? All That? The Amanda Show? The Amanda Show. All, was she on All That? Right? With, like. I don't know with um what's his name she she, she had the amanda show was like her skit show yeah and then she was I don't remember what's all that i think she was on all that as well with like keenan thompson and stuff yeah 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 it was like her keenan um the guy like kel and keenan yeah they were all on it um yeah that's the voice and it's like sup bruh Okay. yeah her it's like she changed the cadence of her voice as well as like she tried to like drop it a little lower mm-hmm. and then also change her entire vocabulary so funny what's up my like my brothers my brethren <laughs> brethren <laughs> there's so many good lines there's so many good lines i think one of my favorite lines is when she's like i think what what is that what are um, um duke's friends names i can't remember either of their names the two guys that are always hanging around. I honestly have no idea. One of them f- comes to her for for girl advice. Mm-hmm. When in in it, so she walks into their life. They're like, "This is a fucking dweeb. We don't want to hang around him." Mm-hmm. Um, and then so she goes to her friend Paul for uh, kind of like a <laughs> rehab for her, you know, social image. Yeah. He he goes, "Let me help you out." Oh, and orchestrates so this situation in a diner. So good. Orchestrates this situation in a diner where her two friends kind of like pose as ex-girlfriends who are oh. like wanting him back so bad. So he's so desirable and he got he just has it with the women and like it also just happened that um Sebastian's actual girlfriend walked in mm-hmm. and Viola posing as Sebastian managed to break up with her in a way that for some reason made the entire restaurant cheer. Not really sure why everyone cheered at that, but misogyny. the outcome was misogyny, straight up. That's what, uh, straight up, brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> That's like what it made that like boy group of friends be like, yo, we misjudged Sebastian. Whoa, He's you're cool ruthless, bro. You just broke yo, up a, with a girl for throw- like by throwing pizzas at her? Yeah. Oh, they just God. saw him and they were like, whoa, this guy fucks. The... The line he Sebastian says to Monique to break up with her. He's That's like one of my favorite lines. My favorite line. Um, how, how does it go? 
and when it's something like monique you're super hot but um like uh, that's all you have to offer with then- with my eyes even with my eyes closed i can see you for who you truly are and that's ugly <laughs> Ugly. Ugly. <laughs> so good. And then, and, she's- and then she throws the typical, like, the classic, like, 80s movie bitch girl um, move, which mm-hmm. is to stomp her feet and, like, scream, scream in frustration and, like, storm out, mm-hmm. which is definitely that something that people do mm-hmm. who are adults. <laughs> totally. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I liked – so that scene is great. It's, like, I thought it was really funny how um, – there's one shot where the when the two girls are like coming up to Viola and delivering their lines, and then you just see this really quick shot of Paul, and he's mm-hmm. like voicing yep. the words, like he's clearly or- written this whole script and orchestrated it like masterfully. I thought that was really funny. So then when when Viola as Sebastian wins over those guys' approval as being a total chick magnet, mm-hmm. um, one of his friends comes up to her and goes. Oh, my God. Hey, I need girl advice. And she's like, lay it on me, brother. Got a lifetime of experience. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. I love so, so good. I, okay. No, 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 no. You know what it is? It's, you, know, you know what it is? It's lay it on me, brother. Got a lifetime of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I will say about this movie is that I don't think that we have movies like this anymore. Like, truly super silly, campy it is what it is kind of movies that are just straight up fun. I don't know if we have this kind of movie anymore because I love how every person is like committed to the silliness of what this is. Like the girl who plays Monique, she's an awful character because obviously no one wants to be around that real person, but (laughs) all caricatures. And like the fact that she does it so well. Yes. So (gasps) good. What favorite caricature slash character in the whole movie is the Dean, Dean Gold. Oh, yes. David Played Cross. By, well, what's his name? David Cross. Yeah. I love. Oh, my God. Talk about a caricature. So fucking. Every time that man steps on screen, I know I'm going to love it. Yeah. It, it, it's like he it's like he's like an alien mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to be human. Mm-hmm. That's a There's really good way of putting he, that. That's very funny. That's how I perceive him. He's it's like he's like. He doesn't quite understand social interactions, but he's 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 watched a lot of sitcoms. <laughs> that's what I that's what I feel like. If an alien um, learned human interaction from sitcoms or, or like after school specials, mm-hmm. and then came down to earth, that would be like David Cross, mm-hmm. his acting performance. And in this movie, he's so funny to me because like that one line where he meets Viola for the first time as Sebastian, and um, he's like, "What are you What are you doing? Or what are you up to?" and <laughs> Sebastian goes, oh, you know, just busy being a guy. Yeah. And then <laughs> Dean Gold goes, ah, just being a guy. Tell me about it. Like something to that effect. Like he just buys it so easily. He's so funny. And when like Sebastian, Viola, bumps into Olivia and they're having mm-hmm. a moment, they're picking up their books that they both dropped. And he's like, ah, <laughs> getting to know the opposite sex. That's 100% what an alien would try to say. To yep. pass off, like, and he's like, oh, uh, get to know each other, but uh, keep it clean. You know, like, just remembering, like, oh, you have to procreate, but also you're teenagers. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. No, everyone's commitment in this movie is. It's like he's still learning how mm-hmm. to be human. Mm-hmm. So good. Everyone's commitment in this movie is He literally is says astounding. the phrase, have a sit, have a sit. Not have a seat or why don't you come sit down? He says, have a sit. <laughs> so good. <laughs> 
Uh, it's like pro level awkward. Yeah. She's met uh, Channing Tatum, Duke, and mm-hmm. she's met basically everybody else. Now, after the the scene at the pizzeria where her friends pose as ex-girlfriends and now they're cool and stuff. Mm-hmm. Her goal is to just be better at soccer. And the way to do that is to get Duke to help her. And the only way that Duke will help her is if Viola, as Sebastian, puts in a good word for him to Olivia, the girl that he's been in love with. Also, everyone's obsession with this poor girl. Everyone's like, she just got dumped by a college dude and now she's super vulnerable. And like the creepy guy, Malcolm, who's super in love with her and is her stalker. They really gloss over that a lot. Oh, yeah, because, like, They remember- show the shrine, like, uh, to her in his room, like, briefly. Also, he has, like, a body pillow with Ew. her face on it. Yeah. There's so many things that are so wrong, and then they really gloss over it. And it's, like, I think that's one of the things that wouldn't pass muster these days. Like, it's, that's not that funny. No, no, no. You know? Being, like, haha, stalker, crazy yeah. stalker. Yeah, exactly. He date her so he can stalk her more. Exactly. <laughs> that's crazy. That's funny. No. No. Shut um, that down. Yeah, so. Hello, 911. <laughs> yeah, they're making a, st- they're making a stalker storyline in this comedy for teens. For yeah. children. Yeah. Lock them up. <laughs> in order for Duke to help Viola Sebastian with her soccer skills, Viola Sebastian mm-hmm. needs to put in a good word with Olivia and hopefully make Olivia want to date Duke. Yes, yes, yes. And I love how I love like all of the gender expectations in this movie kind of get challenged or then reinforced. There's a lot of like back and forth where Viola's doing a lot of things that she thinks guys do. And then when she's being like really graphic about girls to Duke, Duke's like, why do you do that? Why do you always like objectify them or like talk about them in in such a gross way? Like they're Yeah, that was people. I'm like, oh <laughs> that was the one part like, okay. To me, I was watching that scene and I was like, what the fuck? The bar is on the ground. No, the bar is on the ground. But like literally that was the scene where she bonds with him and like starts to be like, oh, I see you as like more than a friend. And like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're really sensitive. Because he says that. He says... She she makes some comment about a girl's like body Mm -hmm. trying to like blend in with the boys. You know. Which one would you rather see? Naked. Naked. Bruh. And then... He goes, oh, why do you always do that? Why do you always talk about women in such graphic terms? Which is such a funny sentence to hear come out of him. Yeah, it is. And then, and then she goes, wow, you're a really sensitive guy, dude. Just because he said that, like that won him so many points in her books. Yeah. And I think also the fact that. And then that- they have this whole like. Yeah, they, they have, have this whole like bonding situation over the fact that he was like, it's kind of whack that you talk about girls like they're objects. And she was like, wow. Well, you're right. I forgot they're girls. <laughs> wow. Channing Tatum, you're not part of the problem. Mm-hmm. The lyrics, how Olivia kind of like fell in love with Sebastian because oh. she read his lyrics that were like very like vulnerable and personal. Yes. She was going to make fun of him. Which is another thing that's not like stereotypically masculine. So it's kind of like. That was a bit subversive, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. And also, all the- of the she keeps on getting all this attention from Olivia, who's like the most desirable girl in the school because she's acting feminine mm-hmm. towards Olivia, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is 
you know it's a little subversive as well which is good yeah it's subtle like it could you could i mean you could lean in more you could lean (laughs) in more more. and it was funny how like in the in the scene where they're having that little luncheon like all the debutantes because viola's mom wants viola to be a little bit more girly and be a debutante Mm -hmm. and all viola wants to do is just be good at soccer so this is again where we're like playing with gender expectations because all the girls are supposed to be like dainty and chewing their food with a secret (laughs) another great line another fantastic line she's like why would there even be entire like drumsticks at like a like a fancy luncheon literally viola find multiple enormous full drumsticks to chomp on no one else was eating chicken like no one else had chicken on their plate and she had a full drumstick everyone's looking at her like their real internal monologue is not like why is she eating crazy they're just like why where did she where did she get how did i'm over here eating this fucking garden salad where did she get the fucking drumsticks I will say Amanda Bynes is acting in that one. Listen, A1. we don't need the Am- A1. The A and A1 stands for Amanda. <laughs> we don't need Amanda Bynes to be like Meryl Streep. We don't. That's not what she's there for. Okay. She's there mm-hmm. for our enjoyment and to have a good laugh. Amanda Bynes is like a Robin Williams or a Steve Martin. She has a style of acting that's like very niche. It's mm-hmm. like particular to her and she does it well mm-hmm. or did it well. And she doesn't really act anymore. No, no, no. Yeah, so... That's another can of worms. That is another can of worms. Everything's kind of coming to a head. Like, somehow, Viola has managed to go under the radar, not be detected for being a fraud. (laughs) And they're getting so close to the big big game, the big soccer game. Mm -hmm. And without her knowledge... Sebastian is coming back early from London. Mm -hmm. So he throws a wrench in her plans by showing up. And then Olivia, who is secretly in love with Sebastian, makes a pact with herself that next time she sees him, she's just going to run up to him and kiss him passionately. Mm -hmm. And so she sees Viola's twin brother get out of a cab at night. Yeah. (laughs) Runs up to him, doesn't even look at his face, gives him a smooch. Again, doesn't look at his face still, goes next to his ear and says like recites his own lyrics to him and is like, I'll see you at the big game tomorrow and then runs off. So she gets, she's none the wiser that this is a completely different person who she's never met before. Mm-hmm. He's a little baffled. He's like, that's weird. But anyways, goes to his dorm room, goes to sleep. I guess that's between then and him going to the dorm room, going to sleep, Duke sees Olivia kissing Sebastian, real Sebastian, thinks it's Viola Sebastian, and then gets all mad because he is like, why would you betray me? You were supposed to help me get with Olivia, mm-hmm. not make out with her and steal her from me. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, that's not true. Um, but he literally like forces her out of the room. Yeah. So she goes and stays the night in Eunice's dorm room. Oh, Eunice. And real Sebastian goes to sleep in the dorm room Mm -hmm. the next day duke gets up goes to the game sebastian real sebastian also goes to the game and plays the first half yeah because they think no one notices that it's not the person that they've known for the last two weeks because he's got face paint because he's got face paint and no one (laughs) notices that he's taller and broader and actually looks like the rest of them and has like a voice like two octaves deeper than he did the day before (laughs) and no accent and he's not very good at soccer (laughs) 
His like bits he doesn't of, know who anyone is. His bits of um him running with the ball were so funny. Oh my god. His so little good. like <laughs> He had no idea what was going on. They were bombing this game. And then the reason that Viola wasn't there playing in his stead was because Eunice like let her sleep too late instead of waking her up. I don't know. Set yeah. an alarm. Don't blame it on Eunice. Yeah. Eunice is not the problem here. Viola. Yeah. Anyways, she gets to the game in time for the second half. She starts playing the second half. I can't remember what happens at that point. What is it? Like, it comes to a head that she reveals that she's actually Viola, but I can't remember what the circumstances are. Because they had scored a goal. Duke scores a goal, so they're 1-0. And then they're trying to score another goal. Viola's open. She's screaming for Duke to pass it to her. He's mad at Sebastian, so he doesn't pass it. And then he ends up losing the ball, and then Cornwall gets a goal. Right. So then she gets upset, and she's like, you can't just ignore me. And everyone else is getting mad at them, being like, hey, like, listen, don't make this about your problems. Like, Sebastian was wide open. And she's trying to tell him, like, hey, why aren't you passing me the ball? Like, I need to win this game. I need to beat them. And he's like, no, fuck you, no, no, no. And she's like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And it's just like too much pressure and all that stuff. So then she reveals that she's been um, lying this whole time. Also, we didn't even talk about how Malcolm and Monique. Oh, God, bro. There's so many things about this movie. That Wait, who's Malcolm? Uh, Malcolm was the stalker guy. Because oh, yeah. Malcolm is like upset that Olivia is falling for Sebastian when he's like something is weird about that dude. Tries to tell the principal mm-hmm. something's weird. And the principal's like, leave him alone. He's secretly going bald because he saw Viola scratching her wig. And he's oh like, God, I... There's so many layers. There's so many layers. And, like, we didn't even talk about how Viola and Duke meet at the carnival, like, the debutante mm-hmm. carnival or whatever that their moms are throwing. And they that meet... That scene was a whole mess. That scene was an entire mess because she's yeah. changing and not... And changing in and out of Sebastian cosplay... <laughs> in and out of sebastian cosplay and is being viola being sebastian because they're both supposed to be at this event and Mm -hmm. she runs into duke and duke's like whoa pretty girl in a red dress hey do i know you and she's like no please and she run and then olivia's working in the kissing booth oh my god this kissing booth scene i had an (laughs) kissing booth was my one of my big problems with this movie oh yeah it was very it was very non-consensual, oh, very much. a thousand percent. Fucking, and also, I gotta say, there was this joke, Olivia is working the kissing booth, where ostensibly you can go up and kiss for as long as you, you buy the time, amount of time that you kiss with tickets. So if you got a lot of tickets, you can kiss her for a long time. It's so weird. It's so I think weird. that's so strange. It's very weird to use a student's body as a commodity like that yeah. at a fair. It's very creepy. Kissing and booths in general are who wild. Who are teens, by the way. There were kids in line who were like 12 years old lining up to kiss like a little 17 or 18 year old. And yeah. it was just weird. There was like an old guy in the audience and they, were, they made a joke that Olivia goes, oh, that whatever he's chewing isn't gum. And then Viola goes, ugh. And I'm like, and they kind of play it off like, oh, so crazy. It's so, you know, old guys, they're going to want to come and kiss teenagers at a fair. It's just old people. What are you going to do? And it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not gloss over that. That's creepy as fuck. Also, what were they implying that he was chewing on if it wasn't gum? Yeah. His own tongue? Dentures? Tobacco? Something more. Oh, that would actually make more sense. But like, it wasn't obvious. He was just like 
I don't know. It, it was just, it was all icky and you, weird. I feel like had you edited it slightly differently and changed the music, that scene could have been out of a horror movie. Like, it was oh, so ominous. It was And they just terrible. glossed over it. They didn't need to include that joke. No. They didn't. No, no, no. And then no. the other little joke in that, in that thing. So, like, Duke is so gung-ho about going to the kissing booth because Olivia, when she saw them all arrive and sees Viola as Sebastian, she's like, I'm working the kissing booth. Like, come see me. And Duke's like, uh-huh, I'll come see you. Even though she... He wasn't the one that she was talking to. So he buys his tickets. He gets in line. He's literally next in line to kiss Olivia. Finally, the woman he's been in love with. And then Viola as child. Yeah. The the minor. Yeah. He's been in love with. And Viola as Viola taps her out because she's like, oh, I'm your relief. And he's like, oh, my luck. Oh, my God. I have to kiss this stranger girl now. (laughs) Who I also think is hot and attractive. And then mm-hmm. Viola at this point is already starting to have feelings for him. So she's like, oh, you think I'm pretty? <laughs> and he's like all flustered. And then the kid who's in line behind him, he's like, hey, man, you don't have to flirt with her if you're already paying for it. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that took me a bit aback. Yep. Another another joke. But this one, this one is a good one. Um, I think when they're in class, Olivia acknowledges, <laughs> acknowledges Sebastian. I, know. I was going to bring this up. Yes. I love this joke. <laughs> Olivia acknowledges Sebastian. He waves at her. She gives him a nod. And then all the guys in Duke are like, Whoa, what the hell was that? Like she gave you a nod. That was a nod. And then you just hear someone go in the background. Yeah. You hear someone go. She gives good nod. <laughs> yeah. She gives great nod. Oh, so funny. So funny. Oh, that was that was a good joke. It was obviously innuendo, but that was very, very good. That was funny. Very See, good. See, that's funny. That's how you do innu- innuendo in a funny way. Yeah. Not like wh- whatever that old guy chewing mysterious substances at no. the kissing booth that- where he was in line to kiss a minor. That's no, no, no. weird. No, no, that's no. not funny. No, that's not funny. So, yeah, we didn't even talk about how like Viola's already, fall- <laughs> Viola's already falling in love with Duke. And then after they kiss, Duke's like, whoa, I have a lot of like chemistry and connections with this girl I just met. And then obviously Viola's like feeling it. And mm-hmm. he Duke starts considering asking Viola out. And Viola, uh, Viola as Sebastian's like, yeah, I think that would be good. But you guys together would be magical. <laughs> magical. Magical. When he said magical, word. I was like, that's too much. <laughs> yeah. Rain it in. Hold back. Hold back, back a little bit hold back and then olivia comes up with this plan of making sebastian jealous because she's so in love with him by going out with duke oh such a big mess like really just true in true shakespeare fashion Mm -hmm. it's just like misunderstanding after misunderstanding after misunderstanding after misunderstanding and Mm -hmm. it all works eventually and it makes a fun movie but of course it works out perfectly tidily in the end of course Ends up in a happy heterosexual pairing. No, uh, not entirely. Remember? Oh, who? Do you remember Paul and Duke's friend, the white guy? Not the guy who's yeah. with Eunice. Do you remember they're at the debut, uh, they're the debutante ball and Duke mm-hmm. and Viola are walking down the stage and yes, you see Duke's friend like cheering them on and then you see Paul adjusting his like little pocket square and like looking at him kind of with eyes oh it's insinuating that they're gonna get together yeah okay so not i mean one out of five i mean good for them good for them it's not enough but you go gay (laughs) you go one gay come on gay besides besides the things we've already talked about like not liking what else did you 
Were there other things that you didn't like? I did not. So we talked about most of it. The only other thing I didn't really like is like that there was a very body shaming played for laughs mm. that just wasn't funny of two instances that popped to mind. One of them is when you see the lineup of potential soccer players for the first time mm, and mm-hmm. Viola is standing next to a very confident, mm-hmm. very like energetic and eager man, yep. boy, who is on wanting to try out for this team. Yep. And literally the only thing, the coach walks up to him, looks him up and down and just like shakes his head and rolls his eyes because he is fat. Yep. And that's it. That's the joke. Yeah. And I was like, and then you literally see like the light go out behind his eyes of like all of the excitement and energy that he had trying out for this team. And I was like, how's that funny? That's like really sad. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I was just like, man, I didn't even think that was funny back then. I don't know. It wasn't that long ago. 2006 is like not, it's, I just didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it was whatever. No. Jamie, not cool. Again, jail time. Uh, and then the other thing that they do, which is like adjacent to body shaming is when they use um, Eunice as like the butt of the joke a lot of oh times. yeah they don't i don't really think again i don't really think that added that much to it by having her eunice who's like a nerd and she has headgear and glasses and she's like very intense and overly eager to like be around boys mm-hmm. and that's like she's basically like tina from bob's burgers yeah and that's the again that's the joke is that she's just like so thirsty and boy crazy but she's but the gag is that she's not cute. Yeah. Had she been that exact same character, but been like conventionally attractive in this universe, it would have been like, then it wouldn't have been funny. The joke is that, haha, she's she likes boys, but she can't get them because she doesn't have the social currency to get them. Yeah. And then that's, again, I don't think that's funny. It's just like, no, you're just like pointing out a bad thing about society. Like, yeah. And then also the fact so that- mean to this young, also, she also seemed like maybe she was kind of like autistic coded, maybe. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was like, oh, just I don't really like it. It just no. it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I I agree because then they even have that uh, like kind of plot line where one of Duke's friends find like is is hinting at the fact that he finds Eunice attractive, and then when Olivia orchestrates this like double date w- to make Sebastian as Vi- Viola as Sebastian jealous, and she goes out with Duke, and then she volunteers. Eunice to go with Sebastian and they're all on this date Mm -hmm. together and one of Duke's friends says oh Sebastian is dating Eunice then she must be a little bit hot or something and then his other friend Mm -hmm. goes what the hell when I wanted to go out with Eunice you guys all you guys all made fun of me that was really funny too because then he follows it up by going I hate high school. I know. He's like, you got, you guys all made fun of me when I wanted to to go out with Eunice. But then now that Sebastian is, everything's fine. Like, oh, I hate it here. I hate high school. That one is a so very good. funny line. Uh, yeah. He fully like calls it out and it's not great. Like, and the only reason why and like his girl troubles is implying that like, I want to go out with this girl, but all of my friends think she's weird or ugly. So then mm-hmm. I'm in this predicament because then I'm going to get made fun of. Which again is like, like, yes, we're reading a lot into goofy surface level movie. But what it is, is that it's just you can't once you see the root of these jokes being rooted in misogyny, mm-hmm. then you can't unsee it. Because, again, even his problem is it's not a problem with the girl or a problem with him. It's a problem with the fact that he would lose social capital by not being able to have the approval of his male friends yes. if he dated this girl who he's interested in. Exactly. Because she has low social capital or she would like pull him down essentially because mm-hmm. she's not, she doesn't have the hallmarks of what would be valuable in a, in a teenage romance. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's oh, just yeah, like, yeah. again, it's very transactional and like kind of uh, cold and misogynistic. Yeah. And it's just like tired. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. At the time, we were all like, ha, ha, ha. Nerd, glasses, braces, uh, headgear. Get out of here. Get out of here. Obvious nerd. Obviously, you're not the one. You have to be like a 25-year-old person who look who is a high school student. And then that makes you yeah. hot. You know? Yeah. You know who the hot girls are in this because when they're introduced, they get the introductory shot you get is a pan up from the feet mm-hmm. to the ass to the face, uh, the boobs and the face mm-hmm. of them in heels and miniskirts, even though they are literally minors. Yeah. That scene where they were in the her Viola's friends were going in and like proving that Sebastian is such a stud <laughs> by being like obsessed with him was like I was like this is very sexually charged. I forgot that in this movie they were high school students. I like it, that's what I kept forgetting too because like yeah. I mean everything everything about all of them and like the way that they look and the way that they play soccer and like the stuff that they're doing I mean, this is what all these like teen movies are like because everything is all all sexually charged, mm-hmm. which is not saying that like your teen years are not sexually charged. It's just like very blatant and obvious. And I feel like that's a reason why people cast 25 mm-hmm. year olds as teenagers instead of actual teenagers, because it's more palatable to see an, a person who looks older pretending mm-hmm. to be younger and then doing all of these sexual things than if you actually hired fucking teenagers to be as sexually active as they are think of one tree hill think of those scenes if they if sophia bush and like chad michael murray actually looked like their teenage selves how uncomfortable would yeah, that yeah i actually think about that a lot no i think about that a lot yeah, actually that's the reason why I, it's yeah it's like like you said it's not like sex uh only starts existing once you turn 18 it's that's not true we know it's not true it's not realistic but mm-hmm. like it's like if you're if you're showing these hypersexualized versions of minors on TV, it normalizes hypersexualizing or excuse me, sexualizing minors. Yes. Um, who are children. Yeah. Who are going through, you know, growth and they're like discovering who they are. They're trying to navigate their way through life. And it's like it's just it's reductive and it's also a little bit i think destructive to say if you paint over and over again people in the in 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 media one way it's it's gonna start sinking in people start to believe it yeah you know if you tell someone some if you tell someone something enough times they start to believe it if you tell people that teenagers are hypersexual and they do drugs and they run um illegal speakeasies in their (laughs) their father's old um hotels and they go to they drop out of school to go sell drugs and they never get to experience the thrills and joys of high school football then they're gonna start believing it yeah you know so it's like why don't we just it's just it's the kind of like let kids be kids thing Mm -hmm. yeah that's one of the things i have that's one of the things i have with all of the like teen rom-coms when i said that like they don't make movies like this anymore it's because they truly don't like think about the teen centric movies that we've gotten in the last couple of years yeah they've been played by like 20 year olds but also these are not 20 year olds who look like supermodels these are 20 year olds who mm-hmm. look kind of like regular people like i'm thinking of book smart and even a age of age of 17 the one with Haley steinfield and like love Atypical? yeah a different one a different i know i i yeah. know the one you're talking about and then this one as well and like and love simon like they was, also kind of look like kids yeah yeah there's this other one that i watched um even sex education they look yeah. which is literally about sex yeah like but they but yet they're more human mm-hmm. exactly this, you know authors having said that <laughs> what i would rate this movie mm. in terms of my enjoyment of it is like 
9, 9.5. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Because it's like those things, like we have, you know, even though we dedicate a lot of airtime to the things that we don't like, it's like that critical theory of us like picking things apart. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, it's not bad enough to detract from the movie enough that it, it reduces my enjoyment because there's so much other good stuff in the movie. Yeah. So many iconic lines. Yeah. Yeah. So many Love iconic it. lines. 9.5. A yeah. fun fun movie for me to watch and forget that um there's a world outside of this fun little viola sebastian world (laughs) yeah we love it um i was gonna ask you how do you feel about the romance in this film because we definitely got all the calm um i feel like this was mostly a vehicle for calm Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) comedy is my is my take it's just like they kept on saying like yeah, you can say Duke and Viola are perfect for each other as many times as you want, but like, I don't really see it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. What is this, Shakespeare or something? I mean, also, when she, yeah, yeah I don't know. When fine. she bust fine. on the field, when she busted out the I love you, I was so surprised with that mm-hmm. because, like, you can be like, I have feelings for you, but to be like, I love yeah. you, Straight we up. know this is a movie for like, it's it's all over the top and whatever. We know, we've been new, but it's just like, you don't have to do that. The L word we doesn't have to be. Little. Yeah. We lit in a lot. Look, what, if we know one thing about it's about Viola, it's that she pulls trigger. You know what? You're right. right? It's all or nothing. 100% You are zero. correct. I am forgetting so, about this character trait. Yeah. You know what? Do you, Viola? Yeah. So that was my take. Um, what is, what, What's the trope, though? Right. So trope of the week for this one is very specific. Okay. And there are a litany of kind of mistaken identity Mm -hmm. and um, disguise tropes. Mm -hmm. But I think the one that I want to go with for this one is it's very specific. um, But the reason that I chose this instead of some other like like some other kind of disguise trope or um, some kind of like uh, misunderstanding of characters or like posing as someone else is because it it very specifically matches this scenario. Mm -hmm. So this trope of the week is called the real Remington Steel. Oh. I'm going to read you the description from tvtropes.org, one of my favorite websites. Yeah. (laughs) It says, a new character appears on the scene, usually with a noticeable air of mystery surrounding him or her. Eventually, the mask metaphorical or literal is removed and the stranger turns out to be a disguise created, uh, created by an established character for some purpose. By this point, the creators have to devote a significant amount of creative effort detailing the false guise. It has a name and an image, and from a legal standpoint, represents a potential trademark. <laughs> that 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 part's um, irrelevant. Just thought it was funny. So an unknown character pops up to become the bearer of this identity. So there's a real identity, but this person is not necessarily the real person. Mm-hmm. So this comes from a TV series called Remington Steel, which was um, a woman PI named Laura Holt, who was not getting any respect in her job field. So she created a fictitious male employer to head her detective agency and to like appeal to like the chauvinistic mm-hmm. kind of customer she was dealing with. But then an anonymous, mysterious maybe criminal comes in and hijacks the identity for himself he becomes remington steel whoa because she had this guise of this character and then he came in and filled the role and it's a tv series it ran for five series at remington steel and that rogue character who turns out to be a thief is played by pierce brosnan whoa so this is i feel like a real remington steel situation where um, because where Viola takes the role of Sebastian unbeknownst to literally anyone but her friend group. Mm-hmm. So she 
does all of this work to maintain the illusion that she is the real bearer of this real identity, Mm -hmm. even though she's not. Mm -hmm. That was why I went with that one. What do you think? Amazing. Right on. Yeah, it's it's better than like disguises and miscommunication shit like that. Yeah, because there was like my my other potential trope of the week was going to be master of disguise because she has so many uh changing montages but she really only does the one disguise and most of the people only know her as like almost every character only knows her as uh her brother yeah who is off doing something else the whole time exactly it's not like she convinced like monique and her mom and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so i like she is in disguise but to say that she's the master of yeah and it's not exactly like a swap situation either because it's not like he's living her life and she's living his life Mm -hmm. so there's so many variations on this trope but this is the one that seemed to fit the most no this sounds great good job yeah good job buddy oh did we steal that from you you should check out it's fine Uh i'm sure they'll be fine with it we're gonna get copyright stricken (laughs) you're gonna get served oh my gourd oh my gourd should we tell people where to find us on social media yeah let's you can find me at it's katherine ram on any social media platform you can find me at molly.mca on instagram or molly the witch on tiktok and we're also on tiktok and instagram as um, vomcom podcast at vomcom podcast yeah molly's been doing some great work with the reels (laughs) Everybody, please check them out. There's like a joke in each frame. I love them. They're great. We're really trying to smash the jokes in. Maximum joke per second ratio. <laughs> Watch out, Tina Fey. Uh-oh. We're coming for you. Coming for your brand, Tina. Wait, in, the, in this friendship, who's Tina and who's Amy Poehler? Between you and I. I mean, I'm really a Maya Rudolph. I'm not really either of them. No, you know what it is? What? You know what? We're, we're not a Tina and Amy. We're a Maya and Kristen. <gasps> Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. Whoa. Yeah. I think you're Kristen Wiig and I'm Maya Rudolph. Really? Yeah, because I do more like musical singing bits mm, mm-hmm. and like weird voices and you have like a good variety of deliveries. Wow. Yeah. I think in the Amy and you Tina. You scatological humor. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the Amy and Tina, I think I was going to say I was the Amy and you were you are the Tina. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Not only because I'm mm. more blonde than you at this point. <gasps> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Y'all, she gets highlights one time and now she's lording her blondness over me. I heard somewhere that blonde eyes, uh, blonde eyes, never mind. Blonde eyes realize blonde lies. Yes! (laughs) Everybody, please subscribe. Please tell your friends. Give us five stars. That would be very nice. Leave us a comment. Yeah, we would love it if you guys yeah give us a rating give us give us five stars please Please. it would be awesome please 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 we're not begging but like we're asking with conviction (laughs) (laughs) okay thank you goodbye bye i am fond of you you know and a girl i don't wish you weren't such a stinker